boys and with that i welcome you to the Derek zoolander keeper league for kids who can't read good and want to do other stuff good too podcast uh i'll be your host dikembe there was no reason for that intro song today normally i have at least some sort of reason for the intro song that i play but i had that song stuck in my head today and i was like you know what There's really no song that leads into an award ceremony that I feel like playing today. I'm not playing the Oscars intro song. I'm not doing any of that. So I was feeling I I think I'm turning Japanese today, and that is uh, what you guys got. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, So with that, I have something on my mind today. This is going to be an award ceremony show. It's not going to be as long as it normally is. I'm just going to give out some awards. Uh, Everyone's going to get an award. Some people might get multiple Uh, I didn't really spend too much time on these awards. It was a little more uh, time-consuming than I actually wanted it to be, having to pick some of them out and make sure all of you clowns got one. But before I get into that, uh, I've had a little something on my mind today in regards to just how the league works in terms of our our standings and um, head-to-head, I guess you could say. So... I do a lot of other fantasy sports. I do baseball. I've done uh, basketball. I unfortunately did hockey one time, but we're not going to get into that one. And um, in those, in the, mainly those other two, basketball and uh, football and uh, baseball, the best teams are getting into the playoffs. The best teams are the teams that finish first, second, third. Um, me and Stern just did a baseball league this year, and really the whole year was me, our team, and this other team were kind of neck and neck for first place all year. Ended up being the two teams that made it to the finals. I think probably like 75% of the time, more or less the whatever teams make it in, if it's six teams, those six teams are in whatever order the best six teams that get in, and most of the time it's mostly in the order that... uh they should be in in terms of how good those teams are and I've kind of been thinking about this for a long time it's not exactly something that um is happening this year that I was like no we need to change this but um I don't feel like that's happening in football leagues it's uh, in our league it might be it might be okay but uh I I came up with a different idea to kind of incorporate roto like rotisserie leagues into our league now if you've never done it it's uh roto is really just more points based and 
the best team always wins in roto always because it it uh takes every category into account uh it's it's a little more complicated like for baseball for example it compares how your team does in runs hits homers rbis whatever all those categories and it compares you against everyone else so the best team in that always wins uh and that's kind of like what i would like it to be in football now football you obviously can't do that it's just points based but i do feel like and this is again it's not just happening this one year it's happened a bunch in plenty of leagues that i've been in and i'll get to some of that but i feel like football some of the skill is getting taken out of the actual fantasy season itself by the fact that you just play who's on your schedule and it's kind of a bit of luck honestly maybe you play someone who is without their best player on by like i'm playing uh run CMC this week without McCaffrey or you know just maybe you get a little lucky one player's hurt you play Phil without Devontae Adams Phil happens to have been winning without him but uh you guys all know what I mean with that it's not quite as much skill as it is luck uh it's kind of like poker to me where it's probably like 60% skill but it's also like 40% luck and that kind of bothers me a little bit I don't really want our league to be like that if it doesn't have to be I I would like, just for an example right now, we have, let's see, I mean, we have Stern in sixth place at three and three, but he is ninth in points. So if the season ended today, that last playoff spot would be taken up by a team that's ninth in points in our league. And I don't exactly want to see that happen. Again, you you only play who's on your schedule, but um, for example... I've let up 900 and almost 40 points to Stern 788. Uh, what is that? That's about almost a 150 point difference through six weeks. That's a huge gap. And obviously, there's no skill involved in the amount of points against. Um, looking at some, Phil has let up 790 to my 940 to Foster's 960. We'll use Foster, who honestly, I'm I'm blown away that he's four and two. Hats off to you, Foster, for that one, because you've you've had 171 more points scored against you than the team in first place. And uh, just some quick math on that: that's 28 and a half point, 28 and a half more points a week that you have to deal with than Phil and now Phil this isn't has you know this is not nothing against you um it's just you're in first you're six and oh so that's obviously the team I'm gonna pick especially when uh you know the the, the team in last the not okay team is at 782 that's actually the least amount so uh Billy doesn't really have an excuse to be in last with that but I kind of want to come up with something and I did come up with something to kind of counter that a little bit where I I want it to be about skill more so than luck and I think and Phil admitted to it and uh Phil I really respected that it Phil's had a lot of luck in getting to 6-0 he has a good team but should he be 6-0 uh probably not I mean like I said last week he'd be 1-4 if he played foster schedule um so I kind of again I don't want this to sound like Phil I'm because I know you listen to these this has nothing to do with your team. This is some, ha, something that's happened in a bunch of leagues. Um, for example, 
couple years ago in another league that we have 12 teams in, Bursky's team came in either 7th or 8th place, and he led the entire league in points. Literally led the league in points, just got absolutely unlucky with who he played and didn't make the playoffs. Not only did he not make it, but he actually didn't come close. Only four teams in that make it. And I just I don't think that's right. I, I don't want to see that happening in our league. If you lead the league in points, you should be set up favorably be, to be in a good spot in terms of the standings. I would assume if you lead the league in points, you should make the playoffs, but it's not always the case. Um, another, you know, a couple years ago before, I think my first year in this league, which a couple years ago, I led the league in points by almost 200 points, which was a pretty big gap. I mean, literally no one was within around 200 points of me. And I actually finished in fourth place because I just was getting unlucky. I had a lot of people dropping points on me. And again, that's something I kind of want to avoid right now. The team that has the most points in the league by a pretty sizable margin against everybody outside of Mateo is uh, Jablin's team, and he's 3-3. Three and three. Uh, Second place, also 3-3. Three and three. These teams are getting a lot of points dropped on them. Should they be 3-3? Three and three? Probably not. Honestly, probably not. So this was kind of just a long-winded introduction to introduce kind of a new idea that I came up with, and... Honestly, I don't want to hear that it's complicated. It, it literally couldn't be simpler. I'm going to explain it to you guys. Uh, I'll try uh, when everyone listens to it, maybe in a couple days of people like if you listen to this and you hear hear this, let me know that you heard it so that I, I'll post a picture with it to make it easier to understand because it's not complicated at all. It literally couldn't be simpler. It just uh, might be harder to understand without something visually in front of you, but I'm going to do my best. Um, so what it is, is I'm just going to, I have this all in front of me right now. It really took me two minutes to do. That's how easy this was. Um, so right now our standings are Phil, Foster, uh, Jablin, Mateo, Ian, Stern, my team, Seth's team, Ass Eaton Season, and Billy. So uh, Phil is two games up. He has six wins. Now, we're going to do this all by wins. Forget the losses, because obviously we all play the same amount of weeks, so the losses don't matter. Uh, when you, If you have more wins than another team, then you have less losses. So the losses don't matter here. We're just going to do this on wins, okay? So how this works is... You're going to keep your wins, okay? So we're going to value head-to-head. It's still going to be a big part of the league. You want to win every week, but we're also going to value points. And I should also say, this is not something I would do this year, obviously. And if uh, people wanted it, I'd have to have all 10 of you be down to do this. I would, You know, if one person's like, I don't want to do this, we'll just keep it what it is. But I honestly think this is better. It makes the league... Uh, just a little fairer, kind of more competitive. Um, honestly, I think it makes it more fun because if you lose a week, like for example, last week I had 185 points uh, and lost. I don't. Yeah, I get I get points for it, but the law lo- the loss is like 90 percent of what I take away from that, and 10 percent is that I scored a lot of points. With this new system, it'd be 
probably something closer to like 60-40 where like 40% of the matchup is kind of like, okay, yeah, I scored a shitload of points. I can actually be pretty happy with that compared to everyone else. I'm in better shape. So I'll explain. Um, the team with the most amount of points in the league, which is Jablin's team, would get plus 10 in the win column. There's 10 teams. We'd all be 1 to 10. Uh, so that's pretty easy. Plus 10 for first, plus 9 for second, plus 8 for third. You know, you guys could figure the rest out. Um, plus 1 for for last place, obviously. Um, so I'll do whatever. I'll just do it for you. Make it easier. Okay, so if you came in first... That's 10, then it goes down to 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, with the team getting plus 1 being the team that is 10th in points, and the team getting plus 10 being the team that's 1st in points. For me, it's really easy to follow. I have it in front of me, Um, but I don't know. It shouldn't seem complicated to you guys. It's literally just adding 10, 9, 8, 7 to your win column, okay? So... What we have in terms of points right now is Jablin is in first place in terms of points. That would be plus 10, okay? Jablin has three wins. This would give him 13, okay? Simple enough, really easy. Mateo, Mateo's in second place. Now, everything that I say in terms of place is going to be their points, okay? So Mateo is in second place. That'd be plus nine. That would give him 12. Foster third in points he has four wins that would also give him plus 12 um now tiebreakers tiebreakers the same thing if you have more points than someone else same amount of wins but more points you you're ahead of them simple enough nothing changes with that um phil's team phil's team has six wins okay but he's fourth in points so that would be plus seven phil would have 13 now keep in mind Jablin, who has three wins, is first in points, so he would also have 13, making him the first place team because he has more points. They're tied at 13. Um, so, I don't know. I guess if you guys want to, I don't know if it's really worth going through the whole thing, but um, let me see who's in. I did fourth and fifth. So I'm in seventh place, but I have the fifth most points. Um, I'd have eight points because I have two wins. So basically what the new standings would look like. And again, um, please let me know if you guys listen to this. So I'll just send the picture for everyone to uh, when when a decent amount of people say they listen to it. I'll send the picture because I don't want to send the picture of it with no context for everyone else. But honestly, it's so simple when you see it in front of you. Um, There's really no way to not understand it. Um, The new standings would be Jablin in first, Phil in second, Mateo in third, Foster in fourth, I would be in fifth, Ian would be in sixth, Seth would be in seventh, um, Assey in season in eighth, Stern in ninth, and Billy in tenth. Now, honestly, it wouldn't change much. The playoffs would be exactly the same in terms of who's in it, except I would be in it over Stern, which uh, is honestly how it should be in terms of points. I've scored 70 more points than him, so the fact that he just happened to get a little more lucky than me shouldn't um, mean that he gets in in this uh, scenario. Now, nothing against Stern's team, but um, this just factors points in a little bit more. Um, obviously, it jumbles up the standings just a little bit. Jablin's in third. This would put him in first. Um, 
it does it jumbles up the standings a little bit and keep in mind a lot of you guys are close like uh phil you're three points back of foster you could easily change that to where now you're third in points and you'd be back in first you'd have uh, 14 instead of 13 um Ian is five, six points back of me. So this stuff could easily change any given given week. But what's kind of nice about it is, uh, you know, let's say some someone gets unlucky next week. Someone uh, has what happened to me where someone puts up 180 points, happens to play a team that puts up 200. Um, but now they moved up a lot of points. Maybe they outscored everyone else and they picked up 30, 40 points on the rest of the league. And... Um, I'll just give an example. Let's say, uh, let's say Ian. Okay, Ian's sixth in points. Let's say he puts up 180 points, picks up 40, 50 points on the rest of the league, and all of a sudden he goes from what he's currently at in terms of points, which is sixth, to maybe third or something. Because he, he honestly easily could do that if that were to happen, and um, you know now he's in a different situation where he might. He might be in, in a different standings. He might jump up a little bit. He's, he's still lost, but compared to everyone else's team, he was better than eight out of the 10 teams in the league, which actually is what happened to my team the last two weeks. Um, I would have beaten uh, eight of the nine. Uh, sorry, I would have beaten seven of the nine other teams both weeks. So I would have gone seven and two against the rest of the league, but... I happened to play teams that were in the top two every week. And um, the way it's set up is you kind of just shit out of luck if that happens to you. This would kind of change that up a little bit. And again, it's not just because this happened to me. It's happened to, I'm sure, all of you. Um, There's going to come a week where someone puts up 200 and another kid puts up 205. At least you can walk away and be like, okay, I I lost, but I, I picked up a shitload of points in the league. So... I don't know. I honestly think this would be much better. Obviously, and again, we wouldn't do this until next year. Um, it's it honestly couldn't be easier once you see it. I don't know if it was. It might have been a little hard to follow, but um, if you want, do it yourself. Look at the the points for for each team, and just listen back to uh, my explanation. You should be able to figure it out for yourself within a couple minutes. Now, I'm not sure how it would work settings wise with Yahoo. Um, I might be able to change some shit like at the ends of the year, but honestly, each week I would just personally post the standings. It legitimately this took me under five minutes. Like this took me no time to do. Um, if it is something we implemented, I would just post it weekly. You all would know what the standings were. You all could easily figure it out yourself. When playoff time came, um, if I I don't know if I'd be able to adjust the matchups, but worst case scenario would be um, I wouldn't be able to adjust them. And you, you all would just know who you're playing. I mean, it would, again, it would take me two minutes to be like, okay, Phil, Phil was in first. He's playing the, the six seed. He's playing Stern. Even if Stern is the five seed, you know, where he's in the playoffs playing someone else, you guys can can easily follow that. Like, I, you know, I don't want this idea to not happen because people think, oh, it'd be annoying to follow that. It's not complicated. It's still the same shit. It's just... Uh, it wouldn't be, you know, you wouldn't see it in front of your face like it is on Yahoo. You would just know. You know who you're playing. You know how many points they have. Um, so it really would not be complicated at all. I would be on top of it every week and be something you all could just easily file. Like, you you would be able to figure this out for yourself. It's 
Again, it literally could not be less complicated. So if you guys like the idea, let me know because I honestly think this would be awesome. It would combine head-to-head with some Roto, but it wouldn't change too much. Again, five of the six teams that are currently in the playoffs would still be in the playoffs. The only team that would be out would be the team that has only scored more points than one team in the league. And do you want to see that team in the playoffs, honestly? Because I don't. And it has nothing to do with, yeah, I'd actually be the team that would take his place, but I don't even give a shit about that. I want the best six teams in the playoffs. I don't want it to be about luck. I want the best six teams in. So, so yeah, I think this would be great for the league. I think it's a pretty cool idea. I've never seen any other league do it. Um, so yeah, all right, let me know about that. I spent 21 minutes on this. This is going to end up being a longer podcast than I wanted. Uh, hopefully you guys were able to follow that. But with that, we're going to move on to the awards. Uh, it's ha- about halfway through the season. Um, what are, we're in week six, playoff start. I think playoff start week 14. Yeah, so it's going to be week seven, playoff start week 14. Uh, the last week is week 13. Uh, So these are the awards. Everyone's going to get one. Some teams are going to get multiple, like I said. Uh, There's really no order I'm doing this, and I probably should do some of it in order, but I don't give a shit. You guys are just getting your rewards, so I guess I'm I'm starting with the big one first. The best team award. Now, I actually did this one just based off points, although I do think this is the best team. He scored the most points. Yes, he's in third at three and three, but this is the best team. Uh, run CMC. This team is absolutely loaded. I mean, I can't, I go through these teams weekly, so I'm not going to spend a shitload of time, but Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, Christian McCaffrey, Phil Lindsay's been much better than I thought he was going to be. Cortland Sutton's been uh, incredibly underrated. He's had double digits in every week except for one week. Uh, he's, re- he's had 19 plus three times. Cortland Sutton has been really good for him. Uh, obviously he has his keeper, Marlon Mack. He has Golden Tate. He has Alshon Jeffrey, who's been also been really good. He's had double digits on uh, every week that he played, which is four weeks, but he's had double digits in all of them. He's had 20 points in two of the four weeks. Uh, like I said, he had Marlon Mack. He has Marquise Brown. Uh, he has the shit the sun lizard i don't want to fuck that up the i'm not you know i'm not even gonna address him because i don't want to mess up what whatever he calls himself but you guys know what i'm talking about uh he has evan ingram this is this is the best team in the league uh there's no doubt in my mind about that one in the uh points clearly says so uh the best manager award now I had a little trouble with this one. I had a little trouble with a decent amount of the awards, actually. And the ones that I did, I'll maybe go over a little more. But the best manager award goes to Mateo. Now, I know this sounds stupid. He didn't even draft his his team. He hasn't used a single waiver dollar. But I was kind of looking through it. And all of us, every single one of us, have done something stupid. Money we shouldn't have spent or misplaying the wrong people, overthinking something. Mateo has not done that once the entire season. All he's done is maybe stream some quarterbacks. And honestly, he hasn't even been been too bad with that. I don't think that's cost him any weeks. It's possible maybe it cost him one. I, but I, I'm just guessing. I, I don't think that's the case. He hasn't cut anyone that he shouldn't have cut. Um, 
And sometimes I think that's the best thing you can do actually is to just is nothing. Sometimes the best thing you can do is nothing. He's just been managing his team. He's second in the league in points. Uh, he starts who he's supposed to start. He's not really overthinking anything. Um, he hasn't offered any dumb trades, hasn't made any dumb pickups. And this is a really good team. This this also might be the best team in the league. He made a great pickup with DJ Chark. Uh, it's just it's a fantastic team. He didn't draft his team, but that doesn't matter to me because that's not included in this. He ma- He's managing it. Managers don't draft their teams in real life. That's why they're the managers. So, Mateo, best manager award goes to you on this one. Um, Phil, maybe could go to, go to you for some pickups, but you've you. I know you'll admit you've started some guys you shouldn't have started. Uh, you spent thirty dollars on um, someone that you cut after two weeks. So that was really the only reason I didn't give you that one. But yeah, you were certainly in the running for that. Uh, but that leads me into my next next award, the best pickup award. And uh, I also had a little trouble with this one. It could very easily be DJ Chark Jr. And maybe it is. Honestly, maybe it is. But I don't think DJ Chark Jr. has changed the course of the league in the way that the Pats defense has. Phil, best pickup of the league this year. Special teams are a big part of the league when you have... Uh, I don't want to get this wrong. I'm just gonna make sure I have the numbers right. Um, when you when you play defense, what do you guys consider to be a good week for your defense? Eight, ten points. Like you get ten points from your defense, you're like, oh, nice. Okay, like they had a good week. Uh, as long as they didn't do two, three points, like you're pretty happy with that. New England's defense has gotten ten, thirty nine, fourteen, twenty five, fourteen, and twenty seven. You heard that right. They've had 25-plus points three times. Unless your team is just shitting the bed, you're not losing those weeks, and that's why Phil is unbeaten. I mean, he's his defense is putting up huge differences between him and the rest of the teams that he's playing, and uh, that's a huge, huge difference maker. Um he got to get 39 points, 25, 27. You're probably put separating yourself by 15 to 20 points every week just off of special teams and unless your team is awful, which Phil's team is not, you're going to win those weeks almost every time. You're probably going to win like 85% of those matchups. I mean, the worst week they had is 10 points. They've had 14 twice and then 25 plus three times at that's why they're the best pickup in the league in my mind. Uh, they've kind of ch- they've swung the entire uh, course of this league. Clearly, I think Phil would admit that they're the reason he's unbeaten. Um, I know when I played him, I'm pretty sure uh, that was the difference between me winning and losing was the fact that uh, his defense put up a shitload of points on me. What it uh, was a pretty close game, uh, otherwise, and. That's why Phil's getting best pickup of the year where Pat's defense. Um, now, Phil's also getting this next award, so I'm just going to do it together. The best season award so far, uh, pretty obvious. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this one. 6-0. Uh, what else is there really to say? Phil, you're 6-0. No one's within two games of you. Most teams are within three. Um, this team's not going to the playoffs. 
he he, honestly if he lost out he still might have a chance at the playoffs he could literally lose every other week and still have a chance um the worst he can do is six and seven which probably has a good chance to make the playoffs in this league especially points wise so uh phil best season award goes to you uh best wide receivers i actually had a decent amount of trouble with this one some of you guys really have good wideouts um i'm gonna talk about who didn't win it for a second uh jablin's team certainly could have gotten it i like what he has there with uh mike evans keenan allen um just take a look. He has uh, Cortland Sutton has been really good. Obviously, those top two are a little different. But if you guys look at what Cortland Sutton's been doing, he's been he's been amazing. He's really been a nice wide receiver for him. He has Sammy Watkins. He has Marquise Brown. He has Alshon Jeffrey, who's uh, re- really been good. But not as good as the team in first place here. Uh, Foster, I also considered you for this. I originally was going to go with you. Uh, Julio Jones, Adam Thielen, Allen Robinson's been great. Will Fuller, Robbie Anderson. But the team that I'm about to say, the team with the best wide receivers in the league, once I say it, there's really no doubt about it. Um, this team is actually in ninth place, which I don't, how are you guys in ninth place? Uh, ass eating season uh comfortably not comfortably but definitively the best wide receivers in the league godwin michael thomas amari cooper and john brown now john brown clearly not like the others but uh i implore you guys to go look at john brown stats i'll read them for you but 25 14 10 12 almost 13 He's been really solid. I mean, he's not spectacular, but that's their wide receiver four. Uh, they do also have Christian Hurt, Kirk. He's been hurt. Uh, they do also have uh, Miko Hardman. But the main thing here is Godwin is the number one receiver in fantasy. You heard that right. The number one receiver in fantasy. Michael Thomas, the number two wide receiver in fantasy. Amari Cooper, the number four wide receiver in fantasy. So I know there's some good wide receiver team uh, cores in this league, but I'm sorry. When you have the first, the second, and the fourth, case closed, that's it. Best wide receiving core in the league. Um, John Brown's a pretty nice fourth. Like I said, he's been very serviceable. After that, I don't really give a shit what you have because at most you can only start four. So ass eating season, you guys drafted a hell of a wide receiver in core. Uh, I was really upset when you guys kept Godwin. He was someone I was really high on. That's a nice keeper for you guys. Nice free agent keeper uh, there in the seventh round. Best wide receivers ass eating season. Uh, Best running backs. This was another one I had a little bit of trouble with. There was some team. There was definitely some teams that had a case here, but I'm gonna go with touchdown my pants Stearns team now. Saquad is about to be healthy again. Nick Chubb is the number four running back in fantasy. Saquon, when he's healthy, is one, two, three. He's not at the moment in terms of points because he's been hurt, but no one's disagreeing with that uh, from me. So to have Saquon and then another top four option there, two top four options, uh, Saquon and Nick Chubb. And then Chris Carson. Chris Carson has been 11. He also has Sony Michelle. So 
they have three top 11 running backs, two top four, top five options. Uh, that's who I'm going with. I originally was going to say uh, Billy's team, but Joe Mixon's been a disgrace, just a flat-out disgrace. Uh, Aaron Jones has been amazing. David Johnson's been really good. Uh, and James White's been solid, but the the top there is not quite as good as Chubb, Saquon, and Carson, all in the top 11 there. Um, Carson's looking really good. Uh, and Sony Michelle is his four. has been fine. He, the last two weeks, he's been a lot better since... Uh, he he moved on to greener pastures there, being caught by ass eating season for Goff, who is not even on their team anymore. So I think that's the best running backs in the league. There are certainly some teams that had a, a case, but overall, I think those are the best in the league. If you guys disagree, um, it might it could have been Mateo's team, but the only reason I didn't go with Mateo here, and now he is Dalvin Cook, uh, Derrick Henry, and Eckler who in terms of points probably were the best, but I, you guys would agree Eckler going forward is not in the same tier uh, that he started off with. So especially we, we saw what happened last week. Uh, five touches and th- five carries, three receptions. So Assian season, uh, sorry, Assian season, uh, Stern's team, touchdown my pants, uh, best uh, running backs in the league. Stern also is going to win another award here, so I'm going to just keep going with him. Uh, Best keeper award uh, going forward and coming into the season. Uh, Stern's team, Nick Chubb in the 15th round next season. Chris Carson in the 7th. Uh, There was some teams that had a case. I think Billy certainly had a pretty good case there with Aaron Jones, I think, in the 12th next year. And uh, Waller pretty late, but... In a league that has two flexes, I think running back is the mo- obviously the most important position in the league. It's not hard to find wide receivers. It really isn't. So I'll take Nick Chubb all day. I think that's the best uh, keeper in the league. I think it's probably, it's pretty hard to disagree with uh, Nick Chubb there in the 15th round. And Chris Carson's been really good. Every week just been uh, really serviceable. Let me see uh, in terms of his points. Read it out to you guys. Touchdown my pants. Stern, when are we getting a name change? Uh, Chris Carson, 24-10. He had a shitty week against New Orleans 4. But then he bounced back with almost 19, 19 again, 26. So he's had four huge weeks, one mad week and one bad week. Uh, I really like Stern's keepers going forward. I don't expect uh, them to change in terms of their value next year. So Stern, best keeper award. Uh that goes to you. Uh, now, I got to apologize for this one. I-, I wanted to give all of you an award. Not all of you are necessarily deserving of an award. Um, Ian, I-, I definitely considered your team as well for best wide receivers, but you don't have, obviously, the top three of the top four receivers in fantasy. So I just gave you the most likely to overthink award. Um you're always changing your lineup. You have a really good team. I'm not eating on your team, but uh, I had a tr- little trouble coming up with awards for everybody. And I think you know that. I think you would know you're probably the most likely to overthink things in the league. I'm certainly up there too, but um, always changing his lineup. And even before the season started, he was always going back and forth. First pick, is it Saquon? Is it McCaffrey? Is it Kamara? Which you know who you should have taken. Uh, and it wasn't Kamara, but um, that's okay. 
Um, his draft did it again, overthought a little bit there. Uh, and again, I'm not hating on your team. You have a good team. I think this uh, team has a pretty good chance to go far, but you know, didn't have the best wide receivers, didn't have the best draft, not the best season. It just didn't quite fit in anywhere. So that's what you got. You got the most likely to overthink award. You took Duke Johnson in the fifth round there. Um, you took David Montgomery in the third round. Where would this team be if you didn't, Ian? Because, uh, you know, you had some other pretty good picks. Uh, Lamar Jackson really late. You had nice keepers. Uh, Matt Breda in the seventh actually ended up being pretty good, but you probably could have got him a little later. Uh, he, he's not even on your team, actually. He's not even on your team, Ian. You you really overthought that one, so I don't think there's an argument there. Most likely to overthink award goes to our good friend, Ian. Uh, next up, the best draft pick award. Now, this award could have gone to Ian. I thought about it, and he was going to win it for his Lamar Jackson pick, but I kind of was looking at him in relation to the other quarterbacks in this league, and yes, he is the best quarterback in this league in terms of points. Um, let me just get that up quickly. But the the gap between him is not as high as I thought. He's two points up on Russell Wilson. He's two points up on Deshaun Watson. Uh, there's a decent amount of guys within 20 points of him. There's five guys within 20 points of him, which a couple points a week. Uh, there's four guys within 12, which is just two points a week. Still really, you know, really good. He he was going to get this award, but then I found someone else. And I honestly can't believe I'm saying this because he didn't even draft his team. But this award goes to Mateo, or the computer that drafted for him. Austin fucking Hooper in the 12th round. Now, it sounds a little crazy, but I'm going to read his stats for you, and then I'm going to tell you where he ranks in terms of everyone else. 16.7, 7 7.4, 25, 22, 14, 26. Austin Hooper has been a game changer in this league. He's one of the reasons that uh, Mateo is second in the league in points. He's had three weeks of 22 points or more. Uh, he's been about 14-plus in five of his six weeks outside of one week against Philly. Now, in a league that has Travis Kelsey, that has Zach Ertz, that has George Kittle, that has Evan Ingram, Austin Hooper has 20 more points than anyone else at, at the tight end position. And that was why I gave it to him. It, it could have been Lamar Jackson. I, there may be some I might be overlooking, but I, I didn't really see any picks. I was like, wow, that that was a game-changing pick. That kind of, just in relation to everyone else, Austin Hooper in the 12th round to get a tight end that's 20 points ahead of everyone else. And Mark Andrews, that's actually Mark Andrews, who's in second place, who also could have been in consideration, but... He hasn't been quite uh, quite as good. He, he blew up the first two weeks, but since then, he's just been okay. Uh, Austin Hooper's been game-changing, so I think that was the best draft pick. He is 24 point, 23 points up on Travis Kelsey, almost 30 up on Ingram. He's 35 up on Zach Ertz, so 
it's pretty clear to me Austin Hooper was the best draft pick value in this draft of all the people that weren't keepers. So uh, hats off to the computer for that one. Hell of a fucking pick for Mateo's team. Next up, most likely to run the 5K eating cereal award. Now, this is something I absolutely cannot wait for. Uh, Again, whoever comes in last, I'm willing to do it with you, but I will not be wearing a suit or anything. I will not be eating cereal. I will just walk it with you. This is going to Zombill, the not okay team, the team with the least amount of points in the league, two and four. Um, In terms of wins, he is tied for seventh. This could change pretty easily, but at the moment, uh, Zombill, it's not looking good for you. You have what is it, like 45 points less than anyone in the league, and the team that you have 45 uh, less than is a game up on you. So, sorry, Zombo, it's kind of not looking good for you here. You could have won some awards. You were kind of close, but I think this is the best award for you. Uh, Next up, the feel-good story of the year award. Now, I guess I don't have a major reason for this, but I think Seth's perfect team. Seth started 0-4. His team was just looking awful. I don't think he was really checking that much. He had we he there was a week he played T.Y. Hilton. He wasn't even active. There was a week he he had three guys in his lineup that weren't playing, and he he got them out minutes before it started. And all of a sudden, two straight weeks, this team's showing some life. And this is a really good team. Matt Ryan getting Tyreek Hill back. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, Zeke Elliott, on Johnson, Mark Andrews, Scary Terry's been uh, amazing. He also actually, he honestly could have been one of the best pickups in the league. But he, as a team that's 2-4, and four, didn't quite impact the league uh, the same. Um, there's been some good pickups, but again, I think uh, Pat's D on that one. Whatever, I'm not going to go in, into that anymore, but... Uh, Scary Terry, he's got Tevin Coleman, who's back, and all of a sudden has put up almost 16 and 14. They're using him uh, like their workhorse, getting 16 and 18 touches. Still has D.D. Westbrook, who's kind of been up and down, but uh, he actually has been pretty decent. Uh, four weeks of 10 points or more, nice option there. He's got Mike Williams, looks pretty good. Uh, he's got D.J. Moore, who looks pretty good. Um then he's kind of just got some handcuffs for Shad Penny, Chase Edmonds, but that's a good team. That's a really good team. He's got uh, Buffalo D. He's got New Orleans D. Uh, Jake Elliott. I like this team. I think when you have a team with Ty, uh, Ty Hill, Ty Hilton, Zeke Elliott, Carry On, uh, Mark Andrews, he's kind of uh, in the top couple there at every position. Scary Terry's been really good. Tevin Coleman. I, I, you know, I already went through his team, but there's a lot here to like. I could see Seth making a run here, um, which is why I think this is the feel-good story of the year. He missed his first three picks, I believe. He was really sick. Uh, I don't know. I just I think this is a team you kind of just don't want to play. He, his team finally put it together this week, put up the most second most points in the league, almost the most. They're uh, about two points shy, but. I think Seth's perfect team can make a run, and he actually said this to me as well. He plays ass-eating season this week. Uh, we'll get into that in the later podcast that uh, I'll do on Thursday with uh, with Ian. But feel-good story of the year. I think that's going to be Seth's team. And that brings me to my final award um, 
Only one of you guys has not gotten an award. You got you could have. You were in uh, contention for best wide receiver award, but the how does he do it award? And this one goes out to my good friend that I met at Hickory Hill at day camp at four years old, Mothman Randy Savage, Ryan Foster, feeling good. Like I said, I don't know how he does it. Uh, Had the most points in the league dropped on him by 25 points. Um, A hundred more points than everyone in the league except for one two two teams there's two teams that are within a hundred points in terms of how many points they've gotten dropped on them in this league run cmc and my team and he's four and two i'm just i'm just really impressed i really am uh his team is just performing he might check the least out of any of us in the league and he'd probably admit it uh doesn't use his waiver budget too much. He kind of just does the bare minimum. And yet here he is in second place, uh, third in the league in points, has a really good team. I don't know how he does it. He didn't didn't draft his team last year, came in first place. Um, Pretty sure in basketball one year, he didn't really draft his team, didn't really check much, was one of the better teams in that league. It's just one of those things that... uh, does not make sense and yet he does it every year he's got a good team I say it every week he's one running back pickup away like one major injury like a Saquon where if he's down for the year and I don't want to wish that on it on anyone but uh just one of those where if he or maybe he makes a trade or something Hyde and Kenyon oh Kenyon Drake's been pretty mediocre but um Frank Gore's been pretty solid Royce Freeman's been pretty solid I don't I just I don't really know how he does it. It doesn't necessarily look pretty and yet here he is third in the league in points. The the one of only two teams that has four wins through 6 weeks which kind of makes me happy to see. It means this league is uh pretty competitive in terms of the win losses here but um in terms of points for and against I already touched upon that uh the league would be very different if uh, we did it based on that. But uh, yeah, the the how does he do it award? This award goes out there to the to the Omafel. Um I was gonna have him do this one with me, but I don't know. It didn't really make sense to have him do a awards ceremony podcast with me. There's only so many awards I could come up with, and I wasn't gonna like alternate them. I'm just going to give him his own podcast, Week 8, Moff. We're going to get you on. After that, it's any, anyone who wants to be on it. Uh, I kind of want to do a someone one with like more than one person on it. We could all like get in Skype, and we could do it. Uh, Seth's done it for our other league, me and uh, Zombil, because uh, we're partners, have done one with Seth at the same time. So I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, yeah, I think Billy and, and uh, Phil said that they'd want to do that. Whoever, honestly, whoever wants to be on it, if we got a couple people, that'd probably be pretty cool too. Uh, it would not be as difficult as it sounds. So uh, that's the that's all the awards I have for now. Uh, it's been a pretty fun year so far. It's been really competitive. I don't think there's any elite team in this league that you look at and you're like, okay, they're by far and away better than everyone else, which is kind of nice. It gives everyone a chance. I think there's a bunch of teams that are like one pickup away from kind of putting it away kind of like what happened with Phil last year with Damian Williams where there was a lot of good teams they were all really close and then you get a guy who's a 
first, second, third round value out of free agency, and it just kind of puts you over the top from everyone else. So, uh, yeah, it's been a great year. We're about halfway. Uh, I think we're going to start to see some teams kind of distancing themselves here. We're already seeing with Phil's team at 6-0. and Um so yeah, uh, let me let me know what you guys think about what I said earlier. Uh, I really think it'd be a great idea for the league. Again, it's not complicated at all. We would not do it this year. We'd have all off season to, uh, I guess, talk about it. And again, it would have to be unanimous. I don't want one person to not be a fan, and then we do it anyway. So um, let me know. Um, that's it. That's gonna be it for now. Um, Good luck to everyone this week. There's going to be another podcast on Thursday, my normal one. We're going to have Ian on, assuming um, our schedules line up. But uh, Ian, get ready. I'm excited to have you on. Uh, I kind of bashed some of the shit that you've done on the podcast this year. Um, so you have a chance to defend yourself. Uh, you, you give me a lot of good content to work here with. Uh, so for now, I'm your host, Akembe. Until next time.